You're listening to Two Tape Decks and a Mixing Board, a podcast about life through the lens of music. Welcome to Two Tape Decks and a Mixing Board. My name is Jay Mack in St. Louis. Hey, and this is Sam Wade all the way out in Los Angeles, California. And we've got an exciting show for you today. We've got a special guest, David Sangster, a friend I've made along the way. Before we get to all that, I would just like to tell our listeners that on every Wednesday, new episode drops on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and iTunes. Pretty much all major streaming services will be a new episode. And then, of course, Saturday, which is kind of my favorite time of the week where we drop a B-side, which is some squirrely thing that I came up with just usually in my sleep or maybe when I'm stumbling around the house early in the morning before I take my medicine, I think of weird stuff. So check those out. But let's get to our very special guest here. Sam, you want to give him our, his intro? Absolutely, J-Mac. I'm excited to uh, introduce David Sangster. He's a filmmaker, composer, songwriter, and Parkinson's advocate. Uh, participated in World Parkinson's Day, which you know I think uh, you actually did some stuff uh, with him on that. We'll talk about that on the show. Um, he's involved in a lot of different uh, advocacy programs, and I'm so excited to have you on the show, David. Why don't you say what's up? Thank you. Well, what's up? Yeah. No, hello, everybody. And you're all the way from jolly good England, my friend, right? I am, yes. I'm just I'm just sipping my tea and eating my scones as we speak. <laughs> but it's a bit late for, for the cream just having jam on them. <laughs> yeah, I, I live in, I just live out just outside of Manchester in Bolton. Um, it's a northern town, and um, yeah, in the UK, I've been... I've been advocating all that kind of thing for the last 10 years in my Parkinson's. I've had Parkinson's 10 years in August this year. It's been a bit of a trek. I can only imagine. I've had it for eight years, so I'm about two years behind you, of course. Uh, but I feel like we've had a, sim- a similar journey in certain respects. I guess everybody has their own journey. But as musicians, I feel like we have a lot in common because musicians with Parkinson's definitely have uh, some hurdles to overcome that I don't think the average musician can even imagine. Well, yeah, it's like it's like dead life, isn't it? People, it's hard enough to explain your Parkinson's, but to explain to people that you can still play the piano when you can't play it. Or I've always played the piano. I played it before I was diagnosed. I think I think if you learn an instrument before you're diagnosed, I think that's a different story, isn't it? When you, I, I'd hate to try and learn an instrument now. I just wouldn't bother. Hmm. But to have that inside you, that kind of driving that musical, that musicality inside your brain, it's definitely helped me along the way. And I wouldn't have been here without music. This music's been so helpful to me. I meet people like you, Jay, and having we've even collaborated haven't we, in the past, which will come to in a minute. It's been fantastic, and yeah, music is a massive, massive influence in my life, and also having this Parkinson's, it's seen me through the last 10 years, yeah, massive has, yes. I love it, I love music. I'd love that, I mean, music definitely is kind of like, it sounds cliche, but it's, most cliches are cliches because they're true, it really is a universal language, and it definitely have, you know, right now, here on this show, we had some really good um, chat before we actually started recording, and it's kind of like, unites us all. Um, I'm really interested too. Like I know I mentioned it in the setup, both you and Jay Mack worked together for uh World Parkinson's Day and participated in a song that had how many different people were involved in like the recording of that song? Oh, I don't a lot of people. I I just I just wanted to well, it just I didn't this wasn't planned. It, April came or March came and I just thought try it so I work for Parkinson's UK, which is like a national charity in the UK. It's, a, it's like it's your Fox to our, to our you know, same thing. It's like Fox in the UK in the in the USA, sorry. So I just thought, 
I was in that kind of area to, to have more of an impact this year. So I thought, I'll take advantage and use it and try and get people involved. I've always done video projects, but I never ever dreamed of doing a song that was mine. So I'd, I'd never, I'd not written it before the before this happened. I just, I just sat there and wrote it one night, and it came out. And I contacted my friend in Scotland, Thomas McCallum, who's, my, who's a friend of mine. He sings, and we sat, we have this like band that's called Glasgow Park. And it went from there. And I, yeah, I knew I, Jay was always in the back of my head because Jay's done a lot for me, and he's been a great friend for me to me through these last few years as we've got to know each other. The shame of so far apart about that is the beauty and the the, the sadness that is past. I suppose we're so far apart, but some of my best friends are, are online. And I talked to him a lot, but um, yeah, it, 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 just, it just came out, and it was, it was, yeah, the song it was like all around the world come together, and um, together part, and it was, I just, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. The number of people involved was, I've lost count. I think it was about at least, at least ten of us. I think it was at least ten of us from different countries. Yeah, it was massive. But the, the furthest was um was Australia. That was Salty Otten nice. in Australia. She's a great singer. All the way to, to yeah, all the way to Jane in Louisiana. Never in between, really. It was amazing. Yeah, it was really good. Experience. Yeah, I imagine you've met a lot of interesting people through the years having Parkinson's. I've met uh, a few, and everyone is so different, but the same in some way, because we all definitely suffer from a very similar ailment, but everybody's Parkinson's. This is what I tell people. I was like, you, I can't really explain why I can do things certain times and why I can't do them other times. But I think people with Parkinson's understand why sometimes you can play the piano and sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can sing, sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can freaking walk and sometimes you can't. It's a very unpredictable disease. And for you to be able to coordinate so many different people around the world for that video to contribute. And I, you came to me on the last day and I was like, holy crap, I forgot. I just, I just, <laughs> I just slipped my mind. And I, I told my wife, I was like, I'm going downstairs and I got, I got my camera set up and I'm filming don't bother me for about a half hour. And I, I think I yeah, sent you I the first that. take. Uh, I was like, that's pretty good. Don't need to do any others. Let's talk about where people can find that. Yeah, well, it's on my SoundCloud. It's David Sanctus under SoundCloud. But it's on Parkinson's UK's website. It's on, um, if you want to YouTube, um, go look under Parkinson's UK. So uh, World Parkinson's Day. It was This was all part of an online, we did like online. This year, also was the COVID pandemic this mm. last 12 months or so, 18 yeah. months. We decided that this year would be, you know, you can't meet in public. You can't have an awareness day where people meet. You can't do a walk in a park like you do in the US. You do a lot of the park, walk in the parks, don't you? Like the the um, Central Park thing with the fox. So, so yeah, it was. I just thought, well, the, the theme was going to be this tear the part, like people using Zoom and video conferencing, so, and things like that. So the song just came out from that idea, really, and it, it just worked. And then, But, yeah, it was just, so it's, it's on Parks UK, if you want there. And it's on my SoundCloud as well, or my, or my own YouTube account, David Sankster. Um, this is my under my name. Yeah, there's not many David Sanchez on the internet. Awesome, <laughs> but but yeah, it's still there, and it's just yeah. Jay was part of it, and Jay was fantastic. The, the, it was just good to include. I wanted to include as many people as I could. No, I, I I was very honored to be asked because where I discovered you was on YouTube because you would make these little video blogs and you would talk about your symptoms and your journey, and that really it really spoke to me as somebody who was. I actually I've been watching your videos for probably most of the time I've been diagnosed probably at least five years. I probably goes back further than that. Cause I've been, I've been sick for known I was sick for eight years, but just explain how you open up and, and your process for how you go about telling people and explaining to people what it's like to have Parkinson's. Cause frankly, a lot of it's uncomfortable and people, I don't think really want to know what we actually go through. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's kind of, there's raising awareness and there's raising just 
people's attention to the disease. But I've 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 always been more about the fact that if I just make a video and share my symptoms, I hope for somebody who's got who's experienced practicing themselves as a, as a carer. More importantly, somebody's just not been just been diagnosed recently with young onset. Because when you get young onset Parkinson's, it's the same old disease. That's like, Jason. It's the same but different. Well, the same but different. But when you're diagnosed at this young age, you've got you've got mortgages to pay and bills to pay and all this all the other stuff that comes with it and explain yourself over and over again. You're, you're in the public eye, you know, you've got your kids and your family. You're always going out shopping, do your chores and do your jobs. So yeah, my, yeah, well it's basically in two thousand eleven I got diagnosed. I went through these whole process of, you know, the anger, the denial, all that thing and thing. After about two years just doing it, I thought, well and something just inside me just thought, just do this. I I'd never ever made a video before in my life on YouTube. I never even made a film before. I never recorded some music before, apart from the stuff I did at home on my own piano. Mm-hmm. I just thought, well, just just record a video diary. I think Twitter came out not long before that point. Apparently. Amazing. So I wrote a tweet on Twitter and I thought, well, put a video on there. So I put a video on YouTube. And I thought, actually, no, I'll set up a try and get in contact with people on Twitter on Parkins, with Parkinson's on, on Twitter. So I was hashtag searching the hashtags you like you do, and I eventually found some people. When I found those two people, Martin in Edinburgh and Zoe in, who lives in me, actually lived near me in Manchester. I just started to do it more and more. I met them two people. It was great. And then and then um I got contacted by the BBC radio in the UK. After the BBC is a British wow. Broadcasting Corporation radio station. So that's so the he Jeremy Vine interviewed me on the radio and that kind of put put me out there really 'cause and I couldn't hide then. So it was it was kind of a scary thing, but at the same time I just all I did was ask me questions about my symptoms now. Sure. It was his dad his dad had Parkinson's, which transpired Parkinson's himself, his dad, his father. And that was it then. I went I couldn't go back. So after after being on the German Vine show, my Twitter account went up to like two thousand, three thousand followers in like a day wow. in madness of a weekend I think it was. And I thought, what do I do with this? Should I ever just like like ugh what well, yeah, it's it's Parkinson's it's not like I've I've written a song or done viral with some video, it's Parkinson's disease. So I thought, well, we'll just do do a, a, a selfie campaign. So I went to the hotel room and when I was on holiday. That later that year, and I put um, a blank sheet of paper and I wrote one in 20 Parkinson's. I am one in 20 Parkinson's. Get in touch, and other people contacted me and got in touch. People have used my advocacy, my videos to, to share their diagnosis with the families and like to come out and, and share their story. So, yeah, it's been, I've been, yeah, it's, 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 it's nice to know I've done I've made a difference in some people's lives, but I'm not here to change the world. It's about just having other people. Absolutely. But since, since, uh, since I, I had brain surgery two years ago, to with my, my symptoms, which big operation, you can have deep brain stimulation. Wow. So I'm much more settled now in terms of my symptoms, which is a good thing. But my speech has been affected now because I was getting things in my head. Mm-hmm. It's kind of so it's kind of a compromise, but but it's a good compromise to make because I don't need to take much medication at the minute. But it won't last, and then um, I've got to just make the most of it. That's why I'm here tonight. You know, what what else what else what else is doing on a Sunday <laughs> night? But talk to your friends on the internet. <laughs> it cool. is cool, man. I'm so excited to have you on here to talk about this stuff. Your videos help me share my story. I mean, Thank you. I've I've got a channel that I I guess we can post it on the Two Tape Decks Facebook. Yeah. Um, so people can see the things that I do. But you really inspired me to share my story because for a while there, I was diagnosed. I told people, but I didn't really, I hadn't really grasped it. It took about two years. I could only work two more years, and then my symptoms got too bad. I couldn't work anymore. I had a very physical job, and then. I started kind of thinking, how am I going to live after this? I, I want people to know. I, w- I don't want to just lose all my friends. So I did a video. I think it was called A Day in My Life with Parkinson's. And it was – there were some underwear shots. It was definitely right. It, it was – it was uh, 
It was PG-13, let's just say that. Um, I, I like your videos. I like your videos because you're very chill. You're yourself. That's what I like about them. You're yourself. I mean. They're very entertaining. The thing is, I felt like I felt like I had to put some humor into it. Now, now, David, I know you've seen the the Curb Your Enthusiasm with Michael J. Fox. I know you've seen that, right? <laughs> Don't shush me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, did you shush me? Did you, did you shush? Yeah, I've seen it. I love it. At least that's... He's the best person. If he can't take the make out of Parkinson, if he can't, the make, people don't know what the make is. If he can't take the, the piss out of his Parkinson's, then who can? So if he, if it's accepted that he could do it, and Larry, if Larry David can get on board, then why can't we? Well, and that's why what I try to do with my videos. I mean, I've talked to my doctor and I've told him, I was like, I do post videos when I don't feel good. I think it's important for people to see when I don't feel good. And what he told me was, he was like, that probably is a good idea because you present very well. And, people might question your illness based on something they may or may not think they see on a video. My biggest problem is walking. I don't really like showing people my jacked up walk. It hurts to walk when my legs aren't right, but I really like how transparent you were with it. And that's really given me courage to kind of peek the window. And I, I found people that I didn't even know were watching relatives and friends. I hadn't, Sam was one of them that hadn't, I hadn't talked to you in a long time and, and they looked me up and saw my video and, and Sam, can you speak to that? Well, I just, you know, I think that, you know, I, well, for, well, first of all, absolutely. Um, it was, uh, funny and informative, um, not being someone with Parkinson's. I felt like between both of your guys' videos, uh, watching them has given me a, more of an empathetic understanding to what it's like to actually go through something like that. And I think that's, it really is um, kind of a testament to the power of talking about these things and and um, and and presenting them so that people can can understand. Because the more that we understand about each other, the better that we can relate to each other, right? And and I would just encourage you both to keep keep doing that because I, it obviously is making a difference. If I've helped one person just by sharing my story and they get in touch with me, even if they don't get in touch with me, that's not what it's about. It's about people just. Yeah. If I know people have seen it and they've had Parkinson's, they've made a comment at the bottom of the page saying, "Oh, you helped me." And it's it's nice to know you've done that, but at the same time, it's good for me. It's been it's been it's a cathartic thing, isn't it, Jay? Sharing it, absolutely. It's, it's, it's as good for me as it is for people. It's not about the ego, about the. I hate being called inspirational, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's but sometimes that's another word. That's another word for it for some people. But it's when, but also, it's just about it's just yeah, just, just do it. And if it helps you along your way, and, you, and I, I my by God rules always been when you put a blog out. If my kids are going to see it in 10 years' time on YouTube, it's got to be good. Or at least funny. <laughs> <laughs> or both. But it's got to be real. I don't want it to be too real. It scares my kids witless. Now, I'll admit that there are some videos I've, I've hidden now. Because George, my son's like seven. He's, he's been clicking my YouTube channel and stuff. He's seven. You know, they do that. So my 10-year-old daughter, she's been with me all the way through it. She's 10. I've, I've, I've had practice for 10 years. Amazing. So. But yeah, it's, it's always a fine balance between what you do with, and your kids can see it. And, you, and, you, and your friend, like you say, you were his friend, Sammy. You looked Jay up. A lot better. A lot of his friends didn't because they thought, mm. like, I know they wouldn't tell us, but they don't know how to deal with it. You know, I've I've got friends who've done that. You know, they don't know how to deal with it. Or family members even that don't know how to deal with it. Brothers and sisters maybe sometimes. Oh, I've I've lost friends over it. I've lost friends over people that couldn't deal with me being sick. When I first got diagnosed, I had people tell me, "Until you start shaking, I'm not going to believe you're sick." <gasps> wow! I didn't shake. I still don't shake. Seriously? No, I, I never shook me. I've never shook. But yeah, people don't understand when you get Parkinson's, you have a slower or a shaker, aren't you? You can't wow. both. Eventually, eventually you shake, but more or less. I mean, I do, I do have a tremor in the morning before I take my medicine. But 
for years I didn't. And I was like to have somebody tell me that I don't believe you until I see you shaking because they, they couldn't deal with me being sick. I, and, and male and female friends that just couldn't deal. And that's, I'm really impressed with Sam. Sam doesn't blink an eye. In fact, Sam teases me. What'd you say? What'd you say the other day when I got up, Sam? You go, I'll race you like an asshole. But it's motivational, isn't well, it? I, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's motivational. It's just a thing, man. You know, yeah, but it's kind of, yeah. <laughs> my, 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 my son, George, George jokes me because my George, my daughter and my son have both seen that magazine Fox episode. The bits they can see it at 10 and 7. But they've seen the bits that I wanted to show them. Yeah. You know, but and they they get it, they get the back and two shakes, they get it, they get the whole thing. I've got to laugh, mate. You got to laugh about it. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not humanized. If you don't humanize it, don't put it to. If you don't relate it to normal normal day life, then it's not. Then you just treat yourself as a special case. Then if you don't, if you can't relate to it, then you, you can't relate to the people with it. Then you're stuck. On it, it makes sense. Yep. And I think making the videos and talking about it, I mean, it seems like a natural extension when you're a creative person. You know, as all of us are in this, and and I and I like to think that you know the bulk of our listeners are are creative people. Um, to to create something that is informative, I mean, it really is this. It's coming from the same spot as like making music and putting it out there. Yeah, well, it's the message is you make it personal to you. Yeah, you make. Yeah, it's about. Yeah. Well, sorry, it's about. It's about. It's, it's you personalize your message, don't you? So yeah, if you, if you write a song, you write about somebody you know or your experience in your life and. Making videos is just like that, but but yeah, sometimes it's not easy to do it, and as you get symptomatic, and sometimes the best, you know, if you want to raise awareness, it's really difficult to raise awareness with Parkinson's disease because, well, because you can't, you've got to show your symptoms, but when you're symptomatic, you can't move. So you're gonna make a video and you can't move. That's a, that is the sod law of Parkinson's disease. Is that when you want to do something really creative, you can't because you, it's in your head you can do it, but it won't let yeah. you. And that's that's your day. That's that's it, isn't it, Jay? I think you were right when you said it's peaks and valleys. It's kind of like I choose to do most of my videos at the peak, but I've done a couple. I did a video a few months ago that was a valley. I felt really, really shitty, and I, and I felt like, what can I do now to be productive in this really inanimate, really groggy, just not good state? So I got my laptop and just hit record, and I sat there, and it was funny because as soon as I turned on the camera. I start. I, I got an adrenaline boost, and I was like, I, I was looking at myself. I'm like, I don't look that bad. But then, but then by the end of the video, I was exhausted. Like five minutes later, <laughs> I was fraud. Five, yeah, five minutes later, I was completely exhausted. And it's hard to explain how you can get exhausted just from talking. When I when I was when I after my surgery, sorry, after my surgery, I um I could move better, obviously, because when people have the deep brain stimulation surgery, they can move better. So my piano playing got better, right? But when, but I've, what I've noticed now is when I when my start from piano, it produces the natural dopamine like anybody would get it. So my, I have to turn my DBS stimulator down. This this moment here, I have to turn my stimulation down, therefore, so I can play the piano because my legs will be going all over the place because I'm not naturally excited by it because I want to do something creative. That you said about your video, when you want to do something creative, it helps you move anyway. That's why I love music so much. The best way to get moving with the medications after after my before my surgery when I was really really poorly. I took my surgery, I took medication like 10 a.m. and by about 10:30 it still hadn't kicked in. I put I put Muse on the band Muse. Oh yeah, yeah, for half an hour, and I was and <laughs> with my drumsticks, and I would beat my cushions until my, my I kicked in. That would help me get the last half hour out of the way. Otherwise, it's the longest wait. So music and drugs and dopamine and rewards and they all go together. But there's nothing. There's a thin line there, a thin blue line, and we have to. That's what I think. That's what helps us. Here's a strange thing. As a musician, I, you're you're speaking my language, David. Um, 
I was on vacation recently and I had my guitar and my little leg track and I was I was waiting for my pills to kick in and they were not they were not working. And I was like, screw it, I'm just gonna grab my guitar and make some noise and see what comes out. Probably a minute into playing my guitar, my brain this wasn't my this wasn't my pill. I could tell. This was my brain. Still had enough dopamine left to fire. And I was playing the guitar smoothly and it was great. Then the, then the pills kicked in. But like you said, the dopamine makes you even more like when you're excited, it, it, it can be and music ex- excites you. So that's the trick with playing music is kind of learning to pick your pick your moment when you're playing, when you're singing. Like I tracked some vocals on a song I was doing this afternoon. Now, warming up your voice is important. But with Parkinson's, your voice doesn't always want to do what you're telling it to do. So I sang it until I felt comfortable because there were a lot of heavy, there was like a lot of long breaths in this. You had to get a whole air full of lungs to sing these, 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 uh, these lines. So I was kind of like waiting till my body started to agree with me. It sounds, it sounds weird. Your body, it like rebels, but music it dude. I mean, in the morning, I drive my wife crazy. I've always got records on in the morning. I love music in the morning. Because I generally don't, uh, yeah. And so, so it gives. I can step to it. I ha- I have some. I have a walk mix, an MP3 player that I bring with me. I'm old school, and uh, I I use songs with rhythm to step to. It's it's weird how music is a tool. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. How about that? Representing the iPod. iPod. I'm I'm just I'm displaying my my 2008 iPod. Well, yeah. But the best thing about the best thing about the click wheel iPod is. See when you when you when you park on Sony as well when you've got symptoms touchscreens are the worst thing. So these oh my god! Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I'm I'm sitting here listening. To you guys, you know, talking about creating music, and I actually know something that maybe our listeners don't know. You guys have actually um, collaborated, I think, on a few songs. But I'd really love to um, talk about uh, one of the songs you guys did, uh, "Rain Song." Is that right? Well, I wrote that. I wrote that. Yeah, I wrote it. Um, well, I must have about a long time ago. Now. I think I my daughter Evelyn was about four years old. It was about three years into my diagnosis, and um, that's the first song I've ever recorded and written mm. properly, and and sang. I don't even sing. I don't sing. But people can tell me I can sing, but I can't. No, I know I can't really have much. But um, <laughs> Jay's got a really good voice. Anyway, this 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 one sounded for years. About three or four, you can sing, man. Three or four years, and then I think we, that's as we as we met. I don't know if we met because of that song. I don't know. I can't remember now, Jay, but. Might be able to clear, put some light on that one, but um, but yeah, when Jay got in touch with me, he said, "I like your rain song." And I said, "Well, yes, thank you." And I think we just decided to remix it. But I didn't actually have the live tracks and my MIDI then, and had the and had, like the recording, the, the actual recording. We overdubbed it. We dubbed over, didn't we? Loads and times, times like with your eight track, like you just said there. So, but yeah, you explain, Jay. You're better than me, and I can't speak very well now. I must Sam, speak one off. we u- Sam, we used the two tape deck method essentially, nice. not to get too technical, but but. David had the final mix and he didn't have the individual tracks like we used to do in the old days where you would record and then bounce the full mix to the next track. And, and so what I did is I took, I tell you what, let's play it. And then, then we'll talk about it. Does that sound good, Sam? Yeah, it sounds good. I think we should listen to it. So this is the rain song by David Sangster. Save it for us. 
So, David, explain who the who the girl, the the child's voice is on the end there. That's my daughter Evelyn. She was diagnosed when I was diagnosed in 2011. She was born earlier that year. So when I was diagnosed, she was like six months old. So she always known about me and my Parkinson's. Wow. Um, so after about three or four years, I wrote that song, and then it was for my children. Genuinely, was I recorded the rain sound in my in my kitchen as the wind kind of patted down the roof. <laughs> And then, and then I thought, well, what should I do with it? And I thought, well, that's actually right. This song, I don't know where this song came from. You don't, the best songs you don't know where they come from, do you? That's my best song yeah. I've written, by the way. I love that song so much. I've, I'm going to, I need to remix it. Anyway, so it's a beautiful song. That's that. I like the counts. Thank you. So, yes, yeah, she was four at the time. I think she was four. My sister's doing it now. She, um, I've got the video for that as well, the video when we recorded the audio. It's a really nice kind of keepsake, but um, it was, yeah, it was um, the rain, the song, the lyrics about the fact that, you know, when we go away, come back in the days. The fact that it was my Parkinson's symptoms, sure. though. The cards may come, but I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. I'm far. I'm forty next year. This year, I'm not ready yet to go anywhere. And I wasn't then when I was twenty nine, so or anywhere in between. Um, in another ten years, I'll be barely old enough to have Parkinson's then. So I'm definitely not ready. That's the whole song's about me not being ready. Uh-huh. Like my daughter being carrying on with her life again. Me kind of inspiring us to do all these little things, carrying with your life. But don't worry about me. I'm alright, and but I'm not ready yet. It's beautiful. Now. Yeah. That's really nice. I, rem- I remember when you sa- I said you got any songs and you sent me a few clips and that one jumped out at me. It's a really catchy song. It kind of reminded me of a little Beatlesque. 
And I just, I had an, I had an afternoon free and my body was cooperating and I put some soft background vocals, vocals on it, a little Indian drone, and then got out a little acoustic guitar. And it really turned out really well. And I remember you sent me a video after I sent it to you. And what was your reaction when, when you heard it? Cause I told my wife, I was like, David's going to freak out when he hears this. Am I right? Well, I did, I did freak. Well, yeah, I did. Because when I, when, at that time, I'd not even, I just barely got into Logic Pro, which is like an Apple application, isn't it, for music. I was on Gary's band, so I was in Gary's band mode. So I use that more than the Logic Pro. So I wasn't really that technical skills. I'm better now with music than I was then, like the technical side of these things, you know, like recording. Just bought this microphone this week. But um, so yeah, when I heard that, I was like, wow, because you, you've, you've always impressed me, Jared, but you're coming across in your songs. You're really clear and crisp. The microphone and like everything else was really clear. So, it wasn't mass. It wasn't massive. It was near master perfection. It was really good. You you know you're good at this. You're very good at it. So I was really impressed by the fact you'd done these songs. I was like wow, this is Jay's. He's going to do my songs. When you did it and I heard it, I was like wow, because you put the sitar over. I would never. I would never. One. One. I would never place the sitar mic in that song. Second, I would never thought that harmony. You did those two things. I was really impressed. So that really set me off. You know, and other stuff I've done. My friend since Thomas McCallum. You set me off there. You set me off that road. You really did my creativity. So thank you for that massively. I was buzzed. My, even my daughter was. She was amazed. I think I, I think we brought my daughter's recording just at the end. Of that didn't we? But yeah. I was mixing, mixing, and mixing. Yeah. And you were getting back saying that's rubbish quality, David. Start again. <laughs> it never, it never seems like something's done, does it? It's like you want to keep like, no. like sometimes you just have to like just call it done. Yeah. Um, well, is it you too? The band you two say our songs never finished. We just put them out. We have to put them out, don't we? Yeah. You always say that. We, we never. I think that's right. I'm not you too, but I'm not Bono, but. <laughs> I think I'd always mess about with the song or a video until until the cows come home. But you can't you got to move on. You got to let it go somewhere. What I what I really love about this song too, and and uh, I feel like it it kind of reminds me a little bit of a Nick Drake song. Like I could see it sitting on on Five Leaves Left, like that kind of a vibe. And I don't know if you're a Nick Drake fan, that's but that's definitely um, kind of the vibe. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm flattered. I'm not. <laughs> one thing I will say is I don't like really people talk. I never talk about my music or anything because people don't want to know about it. But um, I'm flattered. Well, they're going to know about it now, David. Well, thank you. Well, ta. Well, that ta is an elven term. Well, ta. <laughs> thank you. Um, but no, thanks. I, w- I was playing it this afternoon, actually, because I was. I knew the show was going to be tonight and I wanted to record. I wanted to have a go at that song and play it back myself. And I think I could. And I've got the skills. That, and I found the MIDI file, Jay, but please, I found the individual track. I found them. Nice. I found them, Jay. So we actually got. So I think we should do it again. Should we do it again? I think we should. One day we'll yeah, do it not? again. Well, it was really fun to work on it with you, and I, I, t- I got to tell you, uh, just like your videos, I kind of how your videos meant something to me. I kind of wanted to give you back a little something for your inspiration, and it was fun. I think I actually sent it to Sam, and I told him what I was doing, and he was like, he was pretty impressed with it too. I think it's beautiful. It's a beautiful song. It's so much sweeter when you when you have PD and you finish something and it's you can sit back and you listen to it and you don't have to worry about playing it over again. You you nailed it in the studio and you can it's like see I can still do it. I got to tell you it's a it's a chest thumper for me when I'm able to do something like that. Can I ask you a question, Jay? Before we go, if it's a th- if you have to if you had to choose one song, Jay, which kind of sums up with Parkinson's, what would it be? A song you like listening to. Tom Petty, you don't know how it feels. Nice. My B, James Brown. I've got hands in my pants and I need to dance. <laughs> <laughs> it's dyskinesia, man. It describes me with dyskinesia. It's a good song. But yeah, that's, I love Tom Petty, by the way. We're going to wrap the episode up here. I'd like to thank David Sangster for coming on live from the UK. This is our first 
international show. We did a we did a show with somebody in Britain, but not it was an American in, in England. So this is our first uh international show. David, thanks for coming on. You did a great job. You're welcome anytime, but um it's been it's been such a fun time and I'm gonna order my piece now. I'm starving hungry. Oh yeah, yeah. So for another great episode of Two Tape Decks and a Mixing Board, my name is Jay Mack. And I'm Sam Wade. And I'm David Sangster. Saying until next week, stay, stay cosmic. cosmic.